Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Blossoming Podcast with your girl, Florence Grace. For those of you who don't know, okay, well, you really should get to know, but for those of you who don't know, I am a self-love and body confidence content creator and presenter from Buckinghamshire in the UK. Boom. Blossoming is my little passion project. It's my little creative venture where I discuss everything self-love and try and encourage everyone else in the world to learn to love themselves too. Because in my opinion, learning to love yourself is the best thing you could ever, ever do. Today's episode is a little self-love Q&A. So I asked you guys to send me all your questions about self-love and body confidence and promise to answer them the best way I can on this episode of the podcast. Before we crack on, I just want to make it known for those of you who might not already know that I am not qualified in any kind of, you know, I'm not a therapist, I am not a doctor or anything like that. So I can only give you my best advice based on personal experiences and my own knowledge. But if you feel like you need to talk to a professional, please go and do that. Don't rely on what I'm saying if you need some more help okay so don't take what I say as gospel everything I say is based on my own personal experience and my memories and everything like that cool now we've got that out of the way we can crack on I got some really good questions so hopefully this is going to make for some interesting discussions so first question is what's the one thing you tell yourself when your self-love is wavering So I'm only human, my self-love wavers, you know, multiple times a month for whatever reason. When I'm on my period, I feel particularly sort of meh about myself. Um, Some days I just have days where I look in the mirror and I'm like, meh. But self-love is about learning to love every aspect of yourself regardless. And although it is okay to have bad days where you just feel like a lump of mashed potato, like that's fine that's totally fine and what I would say is just embrace those moments because you have to allow yourself to feel what your body wants you to feel so if you want to feel sad or unhappy or whatever feel it but don't feel it for too long and then remind yourself of all the good things about yourself that's what I do so if I feel like I'm a rubbish human I might remind myself well actually remember you've just launched a podcast that's pretty impressive or why you know you've got a really great boyfriend who loves you or you've got a cat who's adorable and who loves you or you're lucky that you've got a job that allows you to travel the world pretty much whenever you like and keeps the roof over your head you know so there is always always even if there's just one small thing like having a cat you know there is always something that you can focus on that will make you feel good about yourself or your life even if it's just like oh look I've got a chocolate cake in the fridge. Oh, good. You know, find something good. Like, oh, thank you, past me, for buying that chocolate cake. I'm pretty clever. You know, I'm pretty smart. I bought a chocolate cake for future me. Go me. You know, and it sounds so stupid and so ridiculous. But sometimes in those moments, you're just desperate to find something good. So even if it's small, I always try and find at least one good thing that makes me feel a bit better about myself. And that's not just for, you know, remember self-love isn't just about physical, you know, your physical body, your physical appearance, which I know a lot of people seem to focus on when it comes to self-love, but it's more than that. It's about loving the person you are as well and the life that you have. So it's not about just looking in the mirror and being like, well, I feel like I look gross today, but I have got nice eyes or whatever. Although that does help too. That works too. But 
It's about remembering there's more to you than your physical appearance and just reminding yourself of everything you've achieved in life so far, the things that you have in life that make you happy, something maybe that's coming up that you've got to look forward to. You know, just find one good small thing when your self-love is wavering about the person you are and the life that you're living and just remind yourself of that. And I find saying it out loud really sort of affirms it. So don't just sit there and think to yourself, yeah, okay, well, I got really good A-levels and I went to a good university. Cool, go me. Say it out loud. If possible, look into a mirror and say it to your damn self. Look there and be like, I went to a good university and I got the sick grades and I am going to have a good life. You know, really say it like a positive affirmation and bring it to life. When I think back to what I've just said, that sounds quite rambly, but I hope it makes sense. Basically, just find something good, one small good thing. When you're feeling like your self-love is at an all-time low, feel it, allow yourself to feel it because holding in emotions does no one any kind of good. And then focus on just even just one small good thing in your life about the person you are and the life that you're living. And then move on. Each day is a new day and no one feels the same way forever. No one. So better days will come. Hopefully that is helpful. I know it was a bit rambly. (laughs) So the next question is a bit of a tough one. How do you deal with a partner that doesn't like it when you post quotation marks revealing pics, e.g. cleavage or bikini pics? Okay, first of all, your partner is trash. Soz Han, but your partner is trash. A real partner won't care what you post online. In fact, they should be the first person to put a little flame emoji under your pic and be like, damn, that's my man or that's my woman or that's my person, you know. They should be the first person to do that when you post a flame pic in a bikini or in a little top that shows your boobs or whatever. They should not be getting mad at you or getting angry with you or telling you they don't like it. If they do that, I would say it's for one of two reasons. First of all, they're projecting their own insecurities onto you. Projection is a real thing. It's a big thing. And it's uh, the cause of many arguments in relationships. But um, if he sees you posting a fire pic and then you get lots of attention from it, or he or she or the person, whatever... Um, they might be like, well, I don't get that attention when I post a pic and they might project their insecurities onto you and say, well, I don't like it when you do that in the hopes that you'll stop and then you'll both be kind of on the same level because neither of you will be posting fire pics and neither of you will be getting the attention, um, if that makes sense. Second of all, they're clearly insecure about the relationship and then you have to question why. Have you given them a reason to be insecure or have they given you a reason to be insecure and they're again projecting for example now i'm not this is so awful i'm not saying this at all but for example if they had cheated on you and then they saw you posting risque pictures they might project the fact that they cheated on you onto you and accuse you of trying to get attention from someone else if that makes sense or they might just feel like they're not good enough for you Or maybe you've given them a reason to feel insecure because you've cheated on them in the past. There could be some kind of insecurity underlying there. Either way, I think you have to be open and honest because communication is key and you have to just sit them down, have a conversation and be like, look, 
it's my social media. I can post what I like. I can wear what I like. I'm an independent human being and you're going to have to deal with it. But I appreciate that you feel uncomfortable and I would like you to tell me exactly what it is that's making you uncomfortable so we can get to the bottom of this. Because only when they tell you why they don't like it and why they're uncomfortable can you begin to sort of resolve that issue. So just sit them down, talk to them, have a conversation about it and see what they say. And if they continue to be like, no, I don't like it. And if they even try and say, I don't want you to do it, you're not allowed that is starting to verge on being a bit manipulative, a little bit abusive, and I would say cut them off straight away. Trash, cut them off, because that's not right. You should be able to post what you like, regardless of your relationship status, because you're an independent human being. And like I said, they should be the first one to comment underneath and be like, whoa, fit as, and little fire emojis, and love heart eye emojis, and you know, they should be bigging you up, and boosting your confidence, not saying no, less of that, and trying to bring you down, like, even if, they might not even realise they're doing it at the end of the day, they might think that what they're doing is okay, and again, that's why having an open and honest conversation about it is really important, so you can get to the bottom of it, and try and resolve it. Okay, I can't actually see my question list now because my lovely little cat has decided to come and lie on the list. I'm just going to try and pull that out. Okay, so the next question is, what's your opinion on BMI? It's hard not to label yourself as overweight when that's what the doctors call you. Okay, well, I have been called overweight and then eventually obese because of my BMI since I was about 15 years old. So when I went to the doctors to get my contraceptive pill when I was 15, 16? No, it must have been 15. Yeah, when I was 15. um, The doctors obviously weigh you and they said I was overweight. And then as the years went on, I eventually went on into the obese category, purely based on my BMI. Now, I was a size 6 to 8 when I was 15. A size... 6 to 10 depending where I was shopping when I was 16 17 and then from then on I went between like an 8 and a 12 and it's only in the later years from like 19 onwards that I was a a 10 12 and now a 14 sometimes too so I've never been like what you would maybe call really big in size but I have always been called overweight or obese by the doctors I think BMI is a load of shit because it doesn't take into consideration how much of your weight is muscle so you'll find that a lot of bodybuilders are classed as obese because their muscle weighs so much or because they're so heavy but it's all solid rock solid muscle it's not fat so they're called overweight and it's like how can you look at them and say they're obese they're clearly in the best shape of their whole damn life but because of this stupid BMI measurement their class is obese it's ridiculous and saying it this sounds stupid but it doesn't take into consideration like water weight so that fluctuates your weight on a daily basis also the weight of your boobs you could be really slim but have massive boobs that weigh a lot and that's gonna put your weight up and then maybe your bmi and also you can oh there's another one as well Oh, it's completely just gone from my head. But yeah, it's a really old-fashioned, outdated system. And I think you should just not pay any attention to it 
whatsoever. That's for slim people, for fat people, for people in between. No one should pay attention to BMI. I always say, if you want to find out, sort of like, if, you, if, you, if you're trying to lose weight, I don't know if you are, but if you're trying to lose weight, go on measurements. Don't trust scales ever because all it takes is for you to go to the toilet. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be crude, but you know, going to the toilet, drinking more or less water, weighing yourself first thing in the morning or last thing at night. All these little changes can change your weight so easily so easily weight fluctuates so easily so don't listen to scales and definitely don't listen to bmi like just see how your clothes fit and if you feel them getting tighter hey whatever chance to go and buy a whole new wardrobe you know i think as long as you're eating your five a day drinking enough water and doing as much exercise as you feel like doing that keeps you in the shape that you're in that you're happy to be in and you're leading a relatively healthy lifestyle cool great who cares what the BMI scale says? It's lying. No one cares. No one cares. Don't pay them any attention. And if the doctor says, oh, your BMI says obese, you need to go and lose X, Y, Z amount of weight. Only lose the weight if you feel like you have to. When I went to the doctors at the start of this year, they refused to give me my contraception because they said I was so so severely overweight that I could not be on my contraceptive pill anymore so that kind of rocked my world a bit and I had noticed some other detrimental side effects of my weight gain which was that eczema had flared up all over my body and this happens when I put on weight like quite a significant amount of weight I also noticed that I have I live in a coach house so I have to go upstairs to get to my actual house and I was getting out of breath walking up those stairs and I walked to work every day and it was exhausting me and so I did go on like a bit of a health kick. I don't want to say a diet because I was still eating a Domino's pretty much every week and McDonald's all the time. But I started exercising more and eating more vegetables just because I could feel my health deteriorating and I wanted to be fit and strong and healthy. Not slim. I wasn't trying to be slim. I wasn't trying to be skinny. But you know, the doctor said that I was at risk of getting blood clots that could kill me. They said that I was putting my life at risk. And it was all very extreme. And I don't know if it was true or not, but it did kind of make me sort of take my health a little bit more seriously and now I try and eat my five a day drink lots of water and you know maybe only have one junk foodie thing a week so rather than having McDonald's and Domino's and maybe I don't know eating out for dinner somewhere as well I try and just have date night maybe and a pizza oh sometimes I have burgers you know what just eat what you want exercise when you want as long as you feel fit and healthy that's what matters ignore bmi again that was a really long rambly long-winded answer to the question but hopefully it made sense and you took something useful away from that so another question i got was how does johnny support you so for those of you who don't know johnny is my boyfriend we've been together for almost two years now ah can't believe it um he is really really fucking supportive which is really lovely um he for starters he wakes me up every single morning and i mean every single morning without fail saying good morning beautiful so the first thing that i hear when i wake up is someone telling me i'm beautiful and i swear to god everyone needs that in their life because it just makes you feel good from the get-go so he's all like morning beautiful and i'm like this guy i've got like dried dribble on my chin and my hair's all 
you know, bed hair and I've got morning breath and I probably look like shit with last night's makeup on my face. But he's waking me up telling me I'm beautiful. How am I supposed to feel anything less? Do you know what I mean? So that is a big help. And also when I'm having like a bad day, I don't know. I don't know what it is. He gives me a lot of cuddles, which is great. He's a very cuddly person. And one time I had a big breakdown in front of my wardrobe because nothing was fitting. This was when I'd put on a lot of weight. Nothing was fitting. I felt unattractive and horrible. And he just said, at the weekend, we're going to go to the shopping center. We're going to go to Primark and we're going to buy a whole new wardrobe of clothes for you. Okay. And it wasn't like, oh, you know, well, maybe you should lose weight and then you'll fit in this. It was just like, cool, we'll just go get some new clothes. And I was just like, this is just, this is what you need. Like, he's just so, he's never, ever once asked me to change, never, ever tried to get me to change. But when I do want to lose weight or get fitter or get healthier, he's number one supportive. When I'm doing like a workout at home, he sits, I do it sort of in our kitchen area. We've got like an open plan flat thing it's like a coach house like I said but it's like one level so we've got like an open plan kitchen diner living room area so are we doing like a workout in the kitchen area and then he sat on the sofa watching tv and every so often I'll just hear him go go on babe yes babe you got this great work babe and it's just like well he's just sat slobbing on the sofa and I'm sweating like a pig but yeah he's really supportive like that and I think having a great support system in your life be that in a partner friends or family it's so important especially when you're trying to learn to love yourself it's so important um what's the next question pumpkin could you move off the question list thanks hun any tips on how to get yourself out of a self-loathing slump Okay, this is really similar to question one, actually. I have kind of merged these. But again, I would just say, make sure that you always remind yourself of the good things in your life. Make sure that, you know, you've got a good support system around you. Remember that you are more than your physical appearance because so many people start self-loathing or start forgetting how to love themselves entirely based on how they feel they look. So remember that you are more than your physical appearance write a list, a physical list of all the good things about yourself. And if you're struggling to write that yourself, ask other people to contribute to it. So your partner or your parents or your best friend or a colleague at work, just be like, what do you, what do you think is one of my best traits or whatever? And then write it down and then just sit and read that list, carry it around with you for as long as you need to, just to remind yourself that, hey, these are the good things about me. These things are worth loving and I'm a great person. Um, what else? I would say make sure that you unfollow anyone who is contributing to your self-loathing. So there are certain people on Instagram who I really enjoyed their content, but I felt bad every time I saw it. And yeah, you can say, oh, that's an insecurity issue with you. But also, I think in the way that you choose who you hang out with in real life, it's how you should, you know, choose who you follow online. In real life, if someone makes me feel bad about myself, if someone is bad for my mental health, if someone is bringing toxicity and negative vibes to my life, I cut them out. I cut them off, get rid of them. I don't want to hang out with them. It's the exact same with social media. If I follow someone and they make me feel bad, if they cause problems with my mental health, if they are bringing toxicity and drama to my life, press unfollow. 
go one step further and press block if you need to. So if you're following lots of celebs or lots of influencers or people um, who, you know, are making you feel like you should be someone else, like you should look different, like you should act different, like you're not achieving what you should achieve or anything like that, unfollow them. Even if it's only temporary until you get back on your feet and feel better again, just get rid of them. Don't let people add to an issue that you're going through. So if you're already feeling low, it's important that you're not surrounded by people, be that online or in real life, who are making that situation worse for you. Sometimes you just need to step back and just be by yourself or just make your little circle smaller so that you're surrounded by the right people who are going to support you and help you out when you're in a little bit of a slump. Also, as I said earlier, feel what you want to feel. Allow yourself to feel those emotions. Allow yourself to have a bad day. That's fine. Even if it extends to a bad week, mm, okay, I might say, you know, three days max, but everyone is different. Don't stay in the slump too long. But do allow yourself to feel it. It is important to feel what you want, your, your body wants you to feel. Don't hold in emotions and don't feel like you're not allowed to be unhappy. Sometimes I feel pressure when I'm having a bad day because everyone always says I'm so positive and I am so helpful to them when they're having a bad day. They look to what I post or whatever and I'm like, well, do I want to tell them I'm having a bad day? But, you know, it's important to, to feel what you want to feel feel it openly or feel it privately, whatever, but just feel what you want to feel. Hopefully they're helpful. And again, refer back to question one, rewind back to question one. There's probably loads of extra tips in there as well, but hopefully that helps you. And again, remember, not a medical professional, not a therapist. So if you feel like your self-loathing slump might be a bit more serious, remember that there are plenty of resources online and plenty of numbers you can call and just make sure that you look after yourself, okay? Look after your mental health, look after your physical health and look after you. You are number one in your own life, okay? I've been rambling for quite a while, I feel. So I'm just going to make this the last question and it's a really good one and I'm really worried it's going to have a long rambly answer from me again. So hopefully you guys won't, won't mind. It's a good question. It is, can skinny slash slim girls be body confident or body conscious without being dragged for having an accepted body type? Great question. And I have so many thoughts about this. I would say, yes, 100% skinny and slim girls can be body confident and can be body conscious. Let's focus on body confidence first. Everyone in this world deserves to feel confident in their bodies. Everyone deserves to have body confidence and embrace the body that they're in. Thin girls, thick girls, mid girls, fat girls, teeny tiny girls, every, well, boys as well, people, everyone. I don't know why I just said girls, but yeah, every, everyone deserves to love themselves, 100%. And um, I think as long as they're not posing under the body positivity movement. Now, this is something I have blogged about previously, but I know a lot of you may not have seen that blog because some of you may not even read my blog. So I will definitely touch on this in a future podcast episode. But there is a big difference between body confidence, which is for everyone, and body positivity, which is not. Body positivity is exclusively for fat women, for disabled people, for trans people, non-binary people, Jewish people, people that have been shunned by 
society previously and still are shunned by society that is who body positivity is for body positivity is not for slim able-bodied cis heterosexual you know assigned gender at birth that's the gender you are i'm really sorry i'm crap with the terminology but you know what i'm trying to say the people that are the people you see in the media all the time you know that is not who body positivity is for that is what body confidence is for that is what self-love is for so yes skinny slash slim girls can 100% be confident in their body because everyone deserves to be confident in their body as long as they don't put it under body positivity because it's not as long as they're saying body confidence and self-love that's fine and like I said everyone deserves to love themselves love their bodies love the skin they're in that's absolutely fine not a problem and I think if anyone tells you otherwise just stick your finger up at them and tell them to get lost (laughs) seriously like if anyone tells you you don't deserve to be confident in your body they suck and again they're projecting their own insecurities onto you and you don't need to deal with that it's a problem with them it's not a problem with you you can crack on with your own life loving your body and let them deal with their own insecurities however which way they want to but you know don't pay anyone any attention if they say that you don't deserve to be body confident because you're too skinny that's wrong everyone can be body confident body conscious i can see why slim people would be dragged or are dragged for saying that they are self-conscious about their bodies because being slim is kind of the the in thing isn't it and it you know if you're slim it's expected that life is great for you and for a lot of slim people life is great because they look the way society thinks quotation mark perfect people should look so i can understand why if they said oh i hate my body a fat person or a person bigger than them or a person who looks different to them might say what are you moaning about you've got the perfect body and i have been guilty of doing that in the past you know i've said to someone what the hell why are you unhappy you know you're like a size six and you've got a peachy bum and great boobs like what are you talking about But people can be insecure for all kinds of reasons. And, you know, it doesn't... Just because someone is slim doesn't mean they're happy in their body. Some slim people like to put weight on and they can't. They might think that their nose is wonky. They might want braces. They might think that they're too short. They might think that their body is disproportionate. They might just... You know, there's different insecurities that they might be experiencing. And I think that just because someone is slim, they shouldn't be told that they aren't allowed to be self-conscious or have body hang-ups because similar to body confidence everyone can have body hang-ups everyone can be body conscious it doesn't that is not a size it that doesn't depend on your size you know it doesn't mean just because you're slim you're automatically happy and I wrote a blog post about that as well that slimness does not equal happiness and I think the media play a huge huge part in this as they do with most societal issues in, think, in making people think that if you are slim, you'll be happy. And I think that's why a lot of people go on diets, lose weight, get to a certain weight. And then when they still don't love themselves, they're like, what have I done wrong? Because I've lost the weight. I'm slim now. Why aren't I happy? Why don't I love myself? Why am I not confident in the skin that I'm in? And it's because thinness doesn't equal happiness. So yes, 100%. Slim girls can be body confident and slim girls can be body conscious. But I do think there will always be some people 
who will complain and say, well, of course you're body confident, you're skinny, or of co- why on earth are you body conscious? Because you're skinny, you know, there will always be a handful of people. And that's why it's so important for us to keep having these open conversations, opening the dialogue up for everyone to join in and learn that everyone can be body confident and everyone can be body conscious. And that is why I started this little blossoming platform. That's why so many other people like Steph from at Nerd About Town or Grace from at Grace F Victory or Megan Crab from at Body Posy Panda or Michelle Elman from at Scarred Not Scared. There are so many people doing great work helping people to accept all body types no matter what. And I think that the more we talk about this, it can only improve. I know it doesn't feel like it sometimes, but it can only improve the more educated people get on the topic. Woo! I've been talking for like half an hour and my mouth is dry AF. Hopefully you guys haven't minded me rambling too much and I hope that everything I've said has made sense and will be of help or of some use to some of you. Um... If you liked this kind of Q&A episode, let me know and I will do another one and allow more people to send in questions and whatever. And if I answered one of your questions today and you want to talk about it more, that's cool. Slide into my DMs. We can have a chat. But yeah, thank you to everyone who sent in questions. Thank you to everyone who's listening. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. And yeah I don't really know I still don't know how you sign off a podcast I guess I'll just say follow us on socials at Blossoming UK and make sure you subscribe to our monthly newsletter slash mini zine the next one is out at the end of next week I think so if you subscribe between now and then you'll get the next issue straight to your inbox you can do that by clicking on the link in the bio on our social channels so yeah that's all from me I hope you've enjoyed And I'll speak to you next time. See ya.